Hey guys, this is Ashley and Rest, and this is She Wolf Alchemy. Today we're going to talk about breakups and what harm comes to us or others when we linger in relationships that no longer serve us. Yeah, so this is those typical scenarios. Either you've been in it before, you've been the person doing it, or you've seen somebody close to you go through this, where typically it's one person kind of loses interest in the relationship, but they don't actually tell the other person. So there's one person that's still like, oh, they're calling less. I don't know. Let me put in more. But while they're putting in more, the other person is consciously putting in less and less. Instead of just leaving the relationship, they are like oh let me have one foot in one foot out almost like the person that they know they want to leave is their backup plan because don't want to be lonely but I don't want you type of scenario so with this like I said I feel like everybody has either been in something like this before whether you were the person who was putting in more while the other person was putting in less or have you seen a friend family member or somebody go through it and it's just one of those things I feel like is kind of hard especially when you're the person who has no idea that your partner is like losing interest for a lot of people you know you'll ask your partner like hey what's going on and if they're just like nah we good I'm just I'm just working a lot I'm just it's just a weird time usually what happens is then that person tries to put in more because oh let me show how supportive I am I am I'm gonna be understanding I'm not gonna argue uh, blah, blah, blah. meanwhile this other person they out here making emotional deposits to everybody else Ash kind of what's your take on this and hearing you talk about it, I was thinking about the fact of like I'm like and it's so unfair to not communicate with your with the person that you're with so that they can act accordingly but I think for some people they don't want that person to act accordingly and that's what it is you know it's the the safety and the security of what has already been happening even if they don't want it anymore yeah. uh, I think some of the reasons that people tend to linger a lot of times are because they don't know what life would be like without that person maybe they've already you know been together for some amount of time and it's like well what what would I do if they weren't around I don't know I'm not even ready for that much change yeah. but they're not like you said emotionally invested anymore it's almost like they've and when people get into that state, it's like they they kind of they emotionally abandon the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. And kind of like you said, I think a big part of it is if I tell you what it really is, there's a chance that you don't want to go along with my bullshit. And it would be really, really convenient for me if you went along with my bullshit. Like you doing what's best for you just seems mad inconvenient for me. And I don't like that. So while I'm trying to figure out my shit, I am going to kind of just breadcrumb you enough to stick around while I figure out what it is my next plan is. And of course, that's selfish. And some of the things that people may do instead of leave, like you said, emotionally investing in other things, seeking, they may be trying to set up their next partner because some people just really don't know how to be alone or spend time to themselves Mm. they're doing things that sort of spread the hurt even if you want to leave a relationship because you say hey this person is not this person is not who I want to be with they're not good for me they're not a good partner to me yeah and you would leave but you have people who will linger and I gotta you have the the cheap back folks that's a fascinating bunch um (laughs) I have to I have to get you back and then I can leave. And I can leave. <laughs> I can 
hold on hold on and this is like a little outside that but also there are those folks who very much believe in like okay you left me but I gotta get you back to prove that I can get you back and then I'm gonna hurt you more and then I'm going to leave they are also fascinating to talk to tell the best stories um but you know just just a whole lot of bullshit and yeah I often sit and be like okay now let's talk how did you end up like this <laughs> what was happening for us to be like hmm let's double the pain and bullshit for everybody involved let's waste extra time got ourselves out of this let's get ourselves back in and do this again oh I describe that behavior often as spread like I said spreading the hurt because mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always tell people like it has to end with somebody <laughs> but if we just keep passing it back and forth I'm gonna do things to you because I'm upset and you're gonna do things to me because you're upset and we just keep going back and forth and doing those it's like we're spreading it and it's and when does it stop so that we can all move on can we also bring in though how for some people though like you know what's going on but also you're staying and you're just like well they haven't left yet maybe maybe I can make it up enough maybe I can blah 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 I'm big on attachment style so I tend to go back to that but there's definitely some people that have just an anxious attachment style if you pull away they're gonna grab on even harder they're gonna grab on more they're going to be like no but for some people, I also think there is a thing of like, oh man, they are communicating to me less. We no longer really hang out that much. It no longer even feels romantic. I can't remember the last time we held hands, blah, blah, blah. And just like they knew they were no longer interested and they should have left. When you know that it feels like, you know what, you're telling me different, but it does not feel like you are emotionally invested in this relationship. It feels like I am your placeholder. You can also leave. Right. <laughs> right. Like It's not like, oh, well, I'm just waiting for them to tell me what it is. Because there are some people that's like, and I need that closure. And I need them to tell me. And I need to. <sighs> that's, I mean, that sounds horrible. Sounds like a long road. I've been that person. <laughs> I've been that person in situationships, not in real, real relationships. Um, I can tend to end those, but it's the, it's as if each person, and this is something I've been thinking a lot about lately and have given this to a lot of people of like, it's like, we're trying to push the decision off on the other person. Mm. Even with the people who choose to lie and cheat and do all these other things. It's like, I'm just, maybe you'll notice that I don't like you anymore and you'll just go away or maybe you'll notice I, I think there are people who really function that way you know maybe you'll notice I'm pulling away oh but I don't want to say it I don't want to be too bold because you do have you know those people who also believe I don't want to hurt the other person mm, that has never been <laughs> no but but there are people who who are literally doing hurt yeah while saying I don't want to hurt the other person you know, mm. I'm not leaving because I don't want to hurt their feelings. Oh, and it's yeah. like if they knew all that was going on, or if they knew that you were not emotionally invested in in, mm-hmm. in anymore, that's hurtful. Yeah. It's hurtful to lay next to somebody, like you were saying, and feeling like there's no one home, there's no one next, there's no one there, feeling alone with your partner. Yeah. That is so lonely. And people will literally linger under the idea of, well, I don't want to hurt them the bullshit we tell ourselves like I just right you are hurting like as you are hurting them as you are not there being together and investing in other people creating an emotional backup plan that's what the fuck it is 
people mm. create emotional backup plans so I don't want to leave you and I know especially when you know your partner is still emotionally invested like I know you love me and I really like being loved it's mm. so nice to be loved and I kind of like I don't like you as a human being but I want to keep this feeling so until I get somebody else to love me just as much as you love me that way I can I can keep going without missing a beat I'm gonna stay here because I'm really benefiting from that love you, you it seems to me making you happy I mean obviously that's an incredibly selfish thing to do but also like that's one of those things where I'm like you now need to look in yourself though and figure out like what the fuck this is because whatever the fuck that is no matter who you end up with that can be your freaking twin flame soulmate person that's going to ruin it because there's something about needing validation and not being able to be alone with self and I'm a huge believer that if you cannot sit with yourself, you are not ready for partnership because you can't know you if you're always attached to somebody. You need alone time with yourself, with your feelings, knowing how to feel your feelings, knowing how to check in with self, but also, again, knowing how to be comfortable and at peace without anybody else there. Because I don't care who you attach yourself to. If you never get that, you're always going to run into issues in a relationship and it is going to start to do with you. I think that leads us into talking about how it's harmful for both parties. You know, when there's this lingering and there isn't a real actual con connection, you know, the relationship isn't, isn't serving anymore, isn't yeah. doing what it needs to do anymore. And, and even for the person who's kind of mentally checked out I think when, and I think that too I think when people immensely check out of something they think well I'm not invested in it anymore so it it, it can't be bothering me mm. no it's not it's not impacting me I don't even care about it anymore I'm just I'm over here doing what I'm doing or whatever the, or I'm, I'm making my exit strategy so it's not but you're still in it yeah. <laughs> still, like you were saying to, to your point too of like also what what's the reason you can't move on is it because you know you don't know how to be alone is that something you need to be looking at it's also harmful to you because what's going on in that moment like that's soul yeah. crushing you know to have this dead space mm -hmm. to be uncomfortable especially people who like live together and it gets that complicated you know where you live together and you're just in this house and you don't talk those things are harmful to you as much as to the other person yeah what it reinforces I think about like our ideas about love what it, how it reinforces our ideas about ourselves mm -hmm. when we're interacting with people especially like people who don't want us yeah it's so bad to our self-esteem because you you pick up on stuff you know, like you have these moments where you go back in your head and you're like, oh, this thing happened, this thing happened. And it's like, yeah, because it wasn't that you were ignoring them. They were always there. And there's going to be moments we bring that to consciousness. But it doesn't mean it was not already impacting you. Because even let's say you leave that relationship or they leave that relationship, you go on. We've all had conversations with people, whether we were the ones having it or the other person was saying to us, of like looking back at a relationship and being like, that fucking hurt me. Like, I'm still not over that. I'm still not over like the fact that I was loving this person and they made me feel unlovable. Yeah. It still, it leaves that impact. It leaves that damage. It leaves that hurt. So while there's one party possibly saying like, well, I don't really want to hurt them. You're hurting everybody involved. Right. Yeah. So like we were talking about earlier, when you're in a partnership 
and you think, okay, well, I just need to do more or less or this, or, you know, you have people bending and twisting and doing all these things and it's not about them. You know, at the end of the day, it's their own thing, right? Like, and we make other people's stuff about us when they do things. We're like, it's because of me. It's because I'm not good enough. It's because I'm not blah, 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 blah enough. And so that's how it ends up jacking with our own, you know, self-esteem because we're contorting ourselves when in actuality, it was their thing. I don't, I always feel, especially when it comes to things like cheating, I've got, I've gotten to the point of life where I feel like that's a, that's like a personal problem. Like that's not, like if I was with someone, they started cheating. That is not my, that's on you, that you can't honor your commitments, whatever is going on in your realm. I released the idea because I can't stand when people go on these, you know, oh, well, if she was doing this or if he was doing that or whatever, whatever there are people out here who are doing every doggone thing in the book that people claim, you know, someone wants in a partner. And the reality of it is, first of all, people been cheating since monogamy. What I always say, it's not new. Right after they created monogamy, they created cheating. It's right there. It's not generational. We're not blaming the music. It's not these new women and they hip hop. No, it's people have always been The new women? I thought it was the men. Okay, okay. You know how... You know, women get blamed because y'all can't cook. That's why they out here cheating. Okay. Okay. All right. And when Big Mama was mad, (laughs) what was going on then? Let's talk about that. When they made the whole family wait on the man to come home for dinner because he was out cheating. Listen. All right. So. (laughs) Pop Pop had a whole heart attack when you gave the whole family 23 of me. Okay. He had a whole heart attack because he know he got eight other families out here. Okay. Cheating is a personal problem. <laughs> so I'm pointing all of that. And usually, no. If, if you can say, oh, it's because my partner don't do this, or oh, because I'm I'm not, I don't like them no more, whatever the case may be. Right. So then you end that relationship. You don't have to spread the hurt around and make it about that person because you don't want to do the next step that's necessary. Yeah. It's the same comfort and security and it's also I think we hold this idea that we I'm gonna say that we can control things about people but I I think that we hold a lot of us hold this idea that we can change things about people you know but that we're gonna be this special unicorn that's gonna come into somebody's life and then make them want to do blah 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 blah. so even when a person isn't doing right by us in a relationship or is showing that they no longer are emotionally invested we're like but if you loved me If you, you know, and we make it, again, we make it so much about us. And I think that under that belief that like, you know, they can change, they'll change for me. They'll change for us. I think it's our baseline. We all think we have to be doing the things. So we end up just being in relationships or dating or interacting thing without actually taking the time to assess, to see, am I ready for this? Is this what I need to be doing? Does this work for me? What does being in a relationship mean? Like, where is the pause? Some people, you know, make that pause in life some people have it just based off of circumstances but there are lots of people who they just used to being in the in the mix you know if they need a partner are they looking for a partner they're just back and forth between those things but I think that goes back to that living on autopilot like when you Mm. live on autopilot you're just doing you're not really thinking about what you're doing why you're doing it I feel like that's how you end up in these scenarios you're like I'm not happy don't really want to be here but I'm here I'm just doing shit you know you're like but why Mm, because you assumed I'm this age, I'm supposed to be in a relationship, supposed to be taking it seriously, I'm supposed to be doing this. And so you just start doing. Right. Knowing that like, this is not what I want. 
But I feel like it's what I'm supposed to do. So until I find a replacement for whatever this is, this is where I'm going to be. And that's why people don't pause to realize, hey, I'm not good at monogamy. Maybe I shouldn't do that right now. Maybe I shouldn't entangle another person in my life when I know that monogamy is not for me. Yeah. Or even checking in with why you think you want to be monogamous. Because sometimes I think that's a whole other thing. Because for some people, this is something, this is their mom's ideals. This was what daddy told them. This is what religion told them where like every relationship they dated somebody, it was like, no, we're dating with a purpose. This has to be meaningful, blah, blah, blah. But what that did is turn this into a control situation because I don't want to waste my time. I'm supposed to be a wife. I'm supposed to be somebody's husband. I'm supposed to be this. And so I'm now trying to turn everybody into my husband. I'm trying to turn everybody into my wife. I am now, instead of letting this evolve naturally, Instead of recognizing like, okay, this isn't working and just letting go because my whole purpose is to get me to this goal. Now, everything I do is to operate out of trying to control the situation, control how you react. So even now I'm recognizing certain things like I just want to be here. I'm still pushing forward because again, somebody told me I was supposed to be somebody's wife by now. Somebody told me I was supposed to be somebody's husband right now. And I think that's a dangerous way to operate in love. It's not that I believe that dating with a purpose is bad. I think, yes, be forthcoming with what you're doing. If you're no longer in a casual phase in your life, then date people who are also no longer in a casual phase in their life. But allow for the relationship to progress. Recognize that, okay, you might not be my husband. You might not be my wife. And that's okay. And when I find out that you are not, I'm not going to try to make you because I already put six months in, because I already put eight months in. I will be okay with letting go because the point of monogamy for me is not about, okay, because I'm trying to be somebody's wife. I'm trying to be somebody's husband. It's about me finding a partner who can co-create happiness with me. I already have my own happiness, but it'd be nice if I had somebody that wanted to do this as a partnership. And the moment I realized we can't do this as a partnership, I can let go because, again, I have my own happiness and I am not tied down to this idea that you have to be my husband because my clock is ticking, because family keep asking me questions, because blah, 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 blah. All of that. I'm hearing that and I'm thinking like, because I know how hard that is for people to come out of. Yeah. That thought of I've got to. Like you said, you're supposed to be my this, or this was the whole point of us being together. I had a plan for us. Yeah. I really didn't start thinking about the behaviors that I've done, like under that idea. Yeah. Until like really recently, I was listening to this, I like my affirmation music. And I was listening to a song called F Boys Are the Tool of Empowerment or something. I don't know. But one of the things that she says about the girl ego is our whole like, you were supposed to bring me happiness. We were supposed to have this. Mm, you yeah. has that kind of as a repeating intro on it. And I thought, I was like, oh my gosh, I know. Why didn't he love me the way he was supposed to? Why? And I was like, oh, I have had those thoughts. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And be upset at that person for not doing what I planned for us to do. Mm-hmm. And then we spend all this time like going back and forth and yanking and pushing and pulling and throwing ourselves, I mean, all this stuff. Yeah. To get them to come be along with my plan. Can yeah. you see? We're supposed, to, we, we're supposed to do this. Yeah. I, for a long time, dating and love was like motivated by uh, fear for me. Just shit I learned very early on, like love is not safe. 
being vulnerable with a partner is not safe. And like you have to test them a lot consistently to make sure this is somewhat safe-ish for you. And it took me a long time to get out of that. And it's something I actually talk about a lot now. I do blogs and stuff on it is this idea of love as control because that's how love was taught to me. Love was taught because I love you. I'm going to try to control the outcome of situations. If you love me, you will follow along with my plans. I grew up like that. I had my dad straight up one time not talk to me for a week and then afterwards told me he did it to teach me a lesson because I did something he didn't like. And you carry that type of shit with you, whether you realize it or not. And I was in my late 20s by the time I realized it. And I was dating somebody and like, I was not happy with them. And I was starting to realize like that whole, oh, this isn't butterflies, this is anxiety. You actually don't give me butterflies. You make me extremely anxious and I don't like how this feels. And it wasn't until like a year afterwards, I was able to look back at that and recognize it. But I was having these moments of like emotional highs and lows with them. And it was because I was like, can you already pass my test? Like, I'm so tired of y'all ass failing. I am so tired of y'all ass failing all these damn tests. Didn't you go to one of the top schools? Like, what? I'm giving you the key. Give you the answer. <laughs> Why y'all ass keep failing? I'm just, I'm not understanding. And again, it took me walking away from that situation. I did not do it properly. I did not communicate. <laughs> I, that, that was my MO. <laughs> Yeah, my homegirls used to just be like, if you don't talk to them, then you don't give them closure and that can hurt and that can linger. And I'd be like, good. (laughs) (laughs) Especially with that person. I felt like that for a while. Hope I did send him to therapy. I hope he is on somebody's couch talking about me. But with that situation, at the time, I wasn't conscious of the fact like, yo, one, you're really not happy. You're just, they're now, they're just now a pattern for you. And you keep going through these struggles of, like you said, that back and that pull and tug where you're just like, act right. Just just act right. I don't understand why you're not acting right. I really want to be vulnerable now. It looks fun, but I need you to do these things. I can feel okay being somewhat vulnerable with you. You're not doing the things. You're literally not doing the things. You're not doing the things. And it's really (laughs) pissing me off that you're not doing the things. And instead you being like, hey, they're not doing the things. So let me in this. Yeah, it took me a minute to get through that, like, uh, to be like, do the thing, just do the fucking thing. And then being like, I'm gonna walk away. You're not doing the things that I want you to do. I'm gonna leave. Are you gonna do the thing? I'm gonna. (laughs) Well, but you know me, I don't do that. that No, I know. You wake up, I'm gone. My shit's gone. You blocked on everything. I'd be like, I'm gonna leave. Hello. Pull me back, please. And they're like, "Mm, (laughs) I know in times when I have lingered, when I should have cut things off and was the person who is not, and I've been bad for it more in situationships than in a relationship. In a relationship, I've been investing a lot. When it ain't adding up, I gotta go. But being, oh, and I I apologized to this person very recently. I've apologized to this person a couple times because I was mean for no reason. And I've had a couple of times like that where I should have just let that person know. But to be honest, I don't know that I always knew what my deal was, but I at least knew that I was not emotionally invested in doing what this person was wanting to do with me. Yeah. And instead of just saying that, 
I allowed them to linger around. I allowed myself, I was lingering around and I wasn't, and I instead just became cold, just became, yeah. you know, that kind resentment of, built up. Yeah, right. Like, leave me alone. Oh my God, he always liking me. You know, he always up my ass all the time. And just, I know you live here, but why are you always here? You have friends. I don't understand. Where did all those friends go? Yeah. I don't do boys nights. Not great. And just being an ass for no freaking reason. Instead of just saying, look, I don't want to do this. I'm done. You know, making the decision. That's it. Trying to push that decision off. Yeah. And it wasn't cool. It really was not <laughs> cool. And now in my more healed self, when I look back on that time, I'm like, like I said, I very recently, you know what? Because of an episode of She Woke Out Queen. Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up reaching out to that person. I was like, you know what? I was dead wrong. One, because I shouldn't have been involved in that. I didn't need to be. I needed to be healing. I had stuff going on. But I didn't oh, know. Oh, I know where we going. I didn't remember <laughs> the person. Know exactly the story we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like I didn't, okay. you know. I, didn't... I agree with you apologizing to him because as you were saying that, I was thinking, in my, I was just going through like, lists in my head, and I was like, "Who are we apologizing to?" <laughs> yeah, but this person did not deserve. Yeah. you know, that's not this. <laughs> I support that apology. I, yeah. I, I do. That's what I was like, yeah, annoying, and just, <laughs> uh, I was just so just, Don't and I look back and I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I wouldn't treat anybody like that today. So yeah, and thankfully, because he is a good person as he was at the time, he graciously accepted my apology. I was like, I appreciate that. I was like, I am healed. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's not cool to do that to people is my point. <laughs> but to be, yeah, in transparency, yeah, my own way, I've definitely done that of just, it's like a switch flips. But you know that switch is flipped for you. Yeah. You know you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Just open it up. So I think that leads us to how do you break up? Uh, you know this is not my area. <laughs> <laughs> in the future, I would like to be a good breaker upper. In the past, I've been a horrible breaker upper. I would like to believe I am better now. In the past, I wasn't good. Like when I'm done, I'm done. And I'm a big believer in, I don't need to talk to you about shit because I've decided I'm done. There's nothing you can say to undone me. I ain't done. What do you mean <laughs> conversation? I don't need to consult you. But no, I'm a really big believer that for a lot of times with people, when they want to have the like conversation, the closure, blah, 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 it's, they want the person to fight for them. They want the person to be like, no, they want to really resolve it. My mindset was always like, I don't want to resolve it. Like, I mean it, I'm done. And so I'm like, why, why talk? Now, I'm older, I'm a little bit more healed. With that said, I do think having the conversation, if it's safe to do, because we have to try that, it's not always safe for people to have that conversation. But if it is safe to do, having the conversation of just, I don't know if you noticed, but I have been distant. And I've sat with myself and I've thought about why I have been distant, why, you know, you have brought it up that I haven't been wanting to cuddle anymore. And I really sat with myself and I no longer think this is going to work for me. I think that the longer we go on, and you know what, I'm going to stop talking now because I'm hearing myself and I'm like, you're about to say some asshole shit. I probably am not the best person to comment <laughs> on how okay, to go say, Even in thinking, where uh, people say, and I don't think this. So one thing I know I've been trying to work on personally, and I think about it when I hear those conversations and I stop my clients when they do it. So I'd be like, do you think or do you not? Do you know? 
Like mm-hmm. you already made the decision and you're still trying to, I think and I may and I hmm and I ha. You know, you know what you want to do. <laughs> this is why I didn't have those conversations. Nobody <laughs> dissected my words. <laughs> I feel like we should wait till you know. Okay, click. Like that's in the conversation. Now you block. Now you got to sit with that. I think one of the biggest things is be real. If you're going to have a conversation, right? Like if you say, if it's safe to do so and you're going to do it, you're at that point where you can say, you know what? I know I want to end this. And if you're, if you really truly want to respect what you had in this relationship, because I think the heart, the thing that people are running from is that discomfort of yeah, that of course, whole yeah. freaking conversation. Because, and maybe we also should touch on how you receive a breakup because that's the thing. People start getting into their, again, you never loved me. You ne- you know, people start people start doing it and people are running from that type of conversation. It's like, oh my gosh. But either way, if you know you want to leave someone, be, leave them. Be honest with them. Let them know, hey, I am no, I no longer want to do this. And if you're if that person can't receive that and it turns into this emotional push pull, then you set a boundary and you back off. The reality of it is it's over now. Yeah. So sometimes you do just have to say, hey that's just it for now I can't continue to have this communication with you or whatever the case may be but I think the biggest thing one is acknowledging yeah it's gonna hurt yeah it might get messy but there's another side to it and by trying to avoid the messiness and the hurt is what people are trying to avoid it's momentary it's temporary but it's also very painful and toxic to be in in relationships you don't want to be in anymore yeah. It's okay to have the temporary discomfort, the temporary messiness to move, to to get to what is on the other side for both of you. Yeah. Allow that person to go and be with someone who likes the fact that they never shut the hell up. If that's yeah. what you like and allow yourself to be with someone who likes silence. I, whatever your issues are, but it's okay. It's going to be messy. It's going to hurt. It's temporary. I tell my clients all the time, we can only sob uncontrollably, but so long until our body's going to be like, okay, it's okay. Everything has a process, but there's always another side of things. And then I think the other big point is setting boundaries because those are my favorite things in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are going to be done with someone, then you should be done. <laughs> yes, I, I second that. I second people that. like to have the, oh, should I'm we? I'm friends with all my exes. <laughs> oh, girl. It's not the badge of honor you think. It's Let them people go. <laughs> really not I feel it's so funny because I feel like social media or maybe it's like tv maybe it's celebrities have turned it into this because look how mature I am yeah and it's like honestly I feel like it's the opposite it is yeah I don't have no beef with my exes I don't think about them enough to hate them but we ain't cool for what? We don't have things to talk about. We don't need to be friends to hang out. I have no for we are done. That's how people end up in this. Yeah. Again. It's all that stuff. It's like, oh, we broke up. I, re- I remember some, what was some, I'm going to go get that cologne back that I bought for him. People be coming up with foolishness to go get back in this push-pull nonsense. Mm-hmm. If you're done, be done. Uh-huh. I don't care. I remember leaving an ex and I had to just decide that half my clothes was gone. They're just... <laughs> Because I got to, <laughs> this relationship must end today. Like, and I had just decided that some of my stuff, was, you know, like. That is what you had to pack in the middle of the night. We'll talk about that later because. <laughs> Never be in that situation again, first of all. But 
you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just, <laughs> except that there will be loss. Heck, there's going to be money lost because you got to break the lease. There's going to be some stuff that's at their place, that's at his place, that's there. It's gone. It's gone. Stop trying to go back and get your gifts and do all this foolishness. I remember my ex chased me down the stairs to give me back some cocoa butter. I was like, if you don't get through, <laughs> me down. you left this. And it was some dad, boy. <laughs> This car is packed with anyway, but <laughs> stop this. When it's over, it's, it's over. Yeah. I I don't like to blend everything into one big like category. But it's always wrong. It's always right. But I just have not seen it work out well or in a healthy way. I personally have not. Now, does that mean there are out people out here like literally they were like, no, we are better off as friends. And then they're just literally friends. I'm sure that there are. I'm also sure that one of those people always wasn't really feeling the other. And that's why. Because you have one person who like legit is like, nah, I don't want your I'm really okay with us being friends. Yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> you make me laugh, but like I find you hella unattractive. There's always like that. I'm sure there probably is some where, no, we're both attracted to each other and just decided not to work. I have not seen it. I'm sure it is out there. But I'm just wary of it because I have seen it happen multiple times, time after time, of at least one party using it as a way to try to get back in. And that's not a friend. That's not a friend. Also, why would you want to deal with that of someone who is or you why would you want to constantly always deal with that put yourself through the 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 facade of acting like oh yeah i'm your friend while having this ulterior motive i don't care how much you think well because i love them blah 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 you're not really your their friend if your friendship is based on you having an ulterior motive of something else that y'all did not really agree on and that's also selfish of you stop playing emotional games <laughs> please go love yourself and you can find somebody else that actually loves you yeah I remember someone saying to me a lot and I hear it all the time I, when I even when I'm talking to some of my clients her voice was saying you know people break up and it's the simplest statement but I remember her saying when I was like saying all these things that were like an issue with my ex but because for me we were under the umbrella of commitment and now that we're under here we have to do everything to stay here we're together now <sighs> So things, and that was, that was the thing of like, when we broke up, I always tell people there's a reason we broke up and then there's like why we didn't get back together. Where <laughs> it's like, after we broke up, I had a chance to look back over a relationship and ask myself, if I knew all the things I know about this man today, like, and could start this over, would I do it again? And the answer was, hell no. No, I would not. <laughs> but I remember trying to, again, bend and twist and make all these things that I already knew were just there were things that were driving me crazy that made me feel like we were not going to have a successful long-term partnership yeah. and it was going to be struggled. And she was like, just break up with him. And I was like, well, he can't do that. He's my boyfriend. <laughs> like, right. That's why you got to break up with him. Yeah. I was like, no. Because we're together. That's which, why you have to leave him. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I do believe in working on things, of course. But the reality was them same damn issues was the issues that led up to the issues that caused us to, to damn break up. Mm -hmm. Just more time went by. <laughs> like for the person that's like holding on, like why try to convince yourself to live with these things you don't want to live with? Like really, why, why, why are you, if you really sit back and think about your relationship and you feel like you have to convince yourself of things all the time, 
that your body does not naturally want to be convinced of is this something really worth fighting for and holding on to now also keep in mind as you listen to me i'm an advocate for breakups so (laughs) i don't I am I'm the friend that's always like, girl, I don't understand why we still with him. Why, why oh my God, it gets you closer to who you really supposed to be with. Go. <laughs> What's for you? It'll come back. <laughs> I believe that. Just let it go. <laughs> I was recently out to dinner with somebody who was like talking to me about their relationship. And I was just trying my hardest because I no longer want to be that friend. And I just was like trying my hardest to like not be therapist me, but like also not be who I was at birth. And so, like, <laughs> try to be try to be my more involved is what I think. The, the version of me, yeah, will make me proud. And, but it was so hard because I'm having this conversation. I'm just like, so we are we're still with them. We're not doing a thing. So when you because you really will just stop. I even do that crap. Me, Ashley. What are we doing with this person? Just let me finish telling my story, Chris. <laughs> Just let me finish telling my story. You're like, mm-hmm. what are we doing with the person? I keep hearing their name. I keep hearing Let me. Why do you said that? Because y'all can't see her. But she stopped and she tilted her head to the side and went, mm, like the lips smacked and was like, mm, and I squint and just stare. My homeboy recently told me that he can always tell when I'm about to go on a rant. He's like, because you'll tilt your head to the side and squint your eyes and you go, hmm, and pause for a second. He's like, and then you just start going. <laughs> he was like, and I already know you about to say some bullshit the minute you tilt your head and squint your eyes. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's my signature move. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I, did. I was just like hmm, yeah hmm. okay let's problem solve this in my best like you're being nice voice this is very hard for me to understand especially when there's not any positives anymore yeah. you know it's one thing when it's like you know we still have amazing conversations we're still on day night it's great we still make each other laugh we're still hugging we're still sexually active we're still blah 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 blah, blah. but he's working a lot like that that's yeah. odd or like this is girl and keep calling his phone and I just mm. you know it's it's one thing when it's stuff like that and people are like trying to convince themselves trying to hold on or whatever because there's a lot of things good still I can understand that it's harder for me though when it's like all things is bad like all yeah. things is bad yeah. why are we holding on to this but like, if you say that if you're like so so then why are you with them <laughs> it's like why oh, it me like that and I, I love, and that's the thing, your love, okay, you're doing a lot. I am not beholden to feelings. I'm sorry. I know the basis of things is love and love is beautiful, but I don't even free love. I have lots of love. I can I know. I, yeah. <laughs> so I would not be holding to because I love you. Because I've loved people who've been terrible for me. My judgment and whom I love has not always been that great. It doesn't always serve me the same. And that's okay. So I can acknowledge that like, so even when people are like, but because I love them. Yeah, but nothing else that you said sounds like a healthy partnership or anything that looks like it or anything that you actually want. Yeah. You don't feel loved. Yeah. So what does you loving them got to do with it? You want, because your love is, I gotta have. I love you, I have to have you. Really, yeah. That control. Also, it goes back to what you said. Having boundaries, having a standard of what I will and will not allow. Because if I have that boundary of what I what we won't do, I already know what to do when you start doing it. Now you can do the communication, you can do the okay, let's blah blah blah. But also 
the communication is supposed to be so I can tell you how I feel, I can know how you feel, so we can both talk about where this is and where this can go. Communication should not be used as emotional blackmail. And I think that's also where we get things confused because there are some people that say you're not communicating, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but let's talk about the language you're using when you're communicating. Yeah. Are you really just, like the title says, if you're going to leave, leave. We don't need to do no emotional blackmail. We don't need to do no manipulation with our words to make them feel bad, to guilt them into staying with us. Because one, you deserve more than that. You should deserve somebody that wants to be with you genuinely, not because they feel obligated. Obligation is not love. If any part of your love requires you to have control of the situation, we need to reassess what you think love is. And when we try to manipulate people into staying with us, when we try to quote unquote communicate, but all our communication really is creating guilt, creating shame, creating a need for obligation. I was there for blah, blah, blah. So you out of blah, 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 baby girl or boy person. They know, they know you were there for that. You can't and they still it. did whatever, whatever. And they still want to do whatever. And you reminded them, okay, yes, now we got them for another month. And so what? Why do you want to be in a situation where that's the energetic exchange you're constantly having? We can't get time back. We can't get tears back. Most money you ain't getting back. That's why, except that there will be loss. Yeah. Even in receiving that breakup, yes, there will be loss. That is a part of it. And that's okay. One of the things I, uh, what the books I'm reading right now? It's, it's talking about the planet Pluto a lot. And I'm, I promise I'm not going to get too deep into astrology. But it's talking about planet Pluto a lot. And usually when people think of the planet Pluto, there's like, oh, Pluto, it's horrible. But Pluto is a planet of like death, but also rebirth. And one of the things is the, the cycle of everything. For everything that we want to have a birth to, there has to be a death to something. And that's just a part of it. You cannot sit there and say, I want happiness again. I want love again. I want blah, blah, blah. But you refuse to let this shitty ass relationship die. Let it die. Mm. Let them leave. You leave. Somebody leave. Leave. That's like a, what does it mean about that term? Oh, and I know it's going to be, it was so corny. Conscious uncoupling. Because it sounds so hard, but it's literally like deciding this relationship is over. Yeah. What steps do we need to take to amicably end it and separate ourselves? <laughs> yeah. But okay. So now we process the breaking up part, leave. But now moving on part. I'm a big believer in the moving on part. Kind of like what we talked about earlier. Like there, there's, unless there's a really a reason y'all should stay friends. I'm personally a big believer in cutting it off, cutting off ties with it. I really, I don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't even, like you said, no beef. I wish you the best. I don't want to know what that is though. And I don't care to know. And I'm not in a mean way, not in a, it's just, it no longer affects my life. Also with a part of that is the whole, y'all don't necessarily, y'all don't, if you know you're the type of person that's going to keep checking their social media, unfollow them on social media. Don't create a fake account on social media. Don't have your girlfriends go and follow them on social media or check on what they're doing on social media. Because if I'm still connecting to you and you are by checking on them, following them, having somebody else follow them, who's this girl that's under their photo? Who's this guy? I saw a man's leg in her last picture. You're still giving them your energy and it's hard to heal from that and move on for that. Also, this is the same thing with the fantasies and daydreams you let run in your head. Same thing where it's like, 
not even it don't have to be fantasies god i wish they were hugging me it could be like and i should have cussed them out like this and i should have said his set on fire but again you're still energetically connecting to that person to that relationship to that thing that is dead you keep unburying it it's dead it is dead Even on the energy, that's why when I say no beef, I mean no beef. I think it is so odd, all the memes and things that you see where people are like, if I saw my ex on the street, I'd run him over. All right, do this. And I'm like, y'all care that much? (laughs) (laughs) Not have that many feelings towards any of my exes, by all means. Like you said, I don't know what they're doing. I don't care what they're doing. As long as they're not bothering me. (laughs) I might chuck them deuce if I see them in public. And uh, hello to your mother. And I can move on, but I don't have to. (laughs) We don't. Yeah, I don't even have heat for them. For what? And that's not to say that you should automatically be like that. Don't get me wrong. It takes time to process certain things. It takes time to get to that point. But it's you would like to get to. (laughs) The aim. There are people who don't care about their ex. I think it has to be said because. Again, I don't think people think that's a possibility. Sometimes they spend so much time involved with people and not letting people go that they don't know. Like, it's cool to just not have them in your life anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and just go. And you don't have to put subs about them. Did you know that? You did not have to put subs. The rest of us also check your story and we like, that girl still hurt. Mm, okay. Yeah. Every day is 10 posts. How single and mingling she is. That's okay. All right. Yeah, that's definitely how other people are looking like. I guess they still. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, kind of on this back and forth. All right, bro. <laughs> yeah. And again, I want to go back into energetic exchange. Like that shit is real. I was actually reading a book the other day, and it was a book for therapists about doing therapy. And in the book, it talked about energetic exchange and how to like protect yourself from taking on all your client stuff. And because talking to people, engaging with people, giving your energy to it, taking the energy from it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And so when you're like, okay, I'm done, I'm leaving, blah, blah, blah. If you're still doing that, you're still energetically engaging to them. You can't sit there and wonder like, well, why am I over this? Why does it still hurt? Why does it blah, blah, blah? You won't give your chance to really heal. You have to take yourself out that scenario to heal. You cannot heal in the same environment that hurts you. You know, I was I was explaining to someone recently, like the line between like, you know, just like hurt and heartbreak and like toxicity. And um, and a lot of times the thing that makes things toxic or, or even can lean into the point of being abusive is when the person who's, you know, helping you heal is the same person who caused the harm. And then yeah. it's cycle, yeah. you know, of, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, let's hold each other. Let's emotionally do all this, you know, whatever, whatever. But yeah. You're the only person who understands me because you're the only person in this mess with me. You also are the person causing me pain yeah. and then you're going to wipe my tears. Also the person creating this mess. Right. And the reality is, no, there's, it's not, that's not healing. You can't yeah. heal in that. It's just a cycle of these extreme highs and lows, which is not healthy and is not how you heal. Yeah. And I'm also like healing before you get your next person. Healing before you get to your next person. Now, look, I am not going to say there aren't times that you just meet a person during a time and you were trying to heal. And, you know, I'm not saying like, God, then, you know, I'm not saying that sometimes that happens. But like when you're hurt and then you go on Tinder 
knowing you're hurt specifically and then you're putting looking for a long-term relationship on your tinder account knowing that you still check their instagram every day like there's a difference between meeting love your life randomly at the grocery store at work or whatever and they just happen to come along in that time and you actively going out and what i like to call it is filling emotional holes with people Mm, mm mm-hmm so instead of like recognizing I am hurt, I am in pain, there is some type of hole there. How do I heal that hole? How do I knit it back up? How do I blah, blah, blah? Instead of doing that, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in pain. I'm going to get on Tinder because I need to be distracted. Because that's, that's what people tell folks. The only way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. I mm-hmm. mean, I've heard that so much and it's so not true. It's so bad. You just, you uh-huh. really spreading a lot of hurt can I tell you something there was this guy I dated anything walked away and I was hurt like I walked away hurt I actually did like really was hurt from this joint walked away hurt two days later we both were on tinder and we came across each other's profile and I was like his ass (laughs) Uh uh-huh it's yeah I mean same thing like I really was out of like I I wanted to rush the process like I didn't want to think about him next great it don't matter I can move on yeah and that's just how I processed things at that time I didn't allow that whole um autopilot not yeah. really allow myself to feel really not allowed to I used to like mm, I got two to three business days to cry over this and then it's time to move on and that's how I handled it but it wasn't handling it because what happens is eventually it could be a couple weeks later a couple months later it could be a couple years later where you are just perfectly fine all of a sudden you have this whole emotional breakdown of like 20 years worth you not processing your feelings and now you crying over the guy that that messed up junior prom <laughs> he was a liar just like all the other like you just go down this list because here's the thing <laughs> don't you don't avoiding feelings don't make feelings disappear oh no it doesn't it's stuff from somewhere else yeah but they're still there and they're eventually going to come out because they're meant to come out that's how we're designed. They're supposed to come out. And the longer and longer you keep stuffing, the longer and longer we keep feeling, I'm going to avoid it. I'm not going to feel this, blah, blah, blah. The worse is going to be when they come out. And it's the more crappy pile on top of it, right? Because then it gets mm-hmm. deeper and deeper. Like we've talked about this of like when people are younger and you try to resolve issues versus like when you get older and like people who don't believe in like going back through that narrative and you almost yeah. have to because it's be buried under so much mess mm-hmm. you really realize why you do this. Right before you get to therapy, that's what you do. You not deal with it. And then you just try to process today going forward. Right. But like you said, there's just crappy stuff on top of more crappier stuff coming in you have to sort through that yeah yeah because because as much as we don't like to think about it we really do because I think because a lot of us don't like to look at our own part in things Mm -hmm. I actually had that realization because I went through a phase of initially being like they did this they did that they 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 and it wasn't until like a year later that I was able to be like, hmm, you know, I also did some things. I also was like very avoided when it came to emotional stuff. I was asking for them to bring emotions that I was not willing to bring. And then got mad at them. Like, why aren't you bringing these emotions? I'm going to be vulnerable once you be vulnerable first. And then I'll be a good person. Like I was like having this whole, like having to sit with myself and go through this process of also a lot, being honest with myself on 
what was my part was a whole thing I had never done before because I was so used to looking at, well, they did this, they did that. And I know I was good. I know I was a good girlfriend or I know I was good to them while we were talking, blah, 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 blah. But having to take a step back and even going back to the conversation with myself of, you know, okay, but you, you knew something was wrong then. Why did we feel the need to try to control this instead of simply being like, okay, this is who you are. I don't think I like who you are. And that's fine. Somebody out there is going like, it's not going to be me. I needed to take a step back. Instead, what you decided to do was be like, hmm, I feel really anxious. And I now have like an emotional roller coaster when it comes to you. So I'm going to try to rein you in a little bit more so that maybe my feelings will be reined in and blah, blah, blah. And having to talk to myself like, no, that's where you fucked up. Let's talk about why you felt the need to do that. All of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, how do you move on? You leave. <laughs> Step one. You create boundaries. On. Leave. <laughs> the first step to moving on. Actually, leave. How about you leave before you move on? Let's talk about that. Leave um, before you move on. <laughs> even with people you have children with. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other, you know, something, but... But, but the fact still remains, you know? <laughs> you can break up with people that you have children with. Yeah. No more bullshit about holding on for the children. Because <laughs> I want my babies to have the same last name or the same daddy. Or because I want my babies to have a two-parent household because that's healthier and blah, blah, blah. It impacts your child seeing you in an unhealthy relationship. It impacts your child seeing you not be loved properly. Yes. It impacts your child seeing you abandon your boundaries, your needs for another human being, or seeing you check out of a relationship, barely there, and then calling that love. Usually when you come sit down on your therapist's couch, they're going to ask about your family. What was your parents' relationship like? What was your relationship with your parents like? Blah, 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 blah. The reason why is because those early relationships that kids see model for them, they pick up on that they pick up on the energy, they pick up on that behavior, and then they usually go and model it themselves. Sometimes they model the person who was emotionally unavailable. And I think that's perfectly fine to be emotionally unavailable in relationships, to not really be happy in partnerships. And they go on to mimic and be with people like that because they think that's normal. For other kids, they might pick up on that and see, okay, it is normal to fight for someone who barely puts in effort. Why would you want that for your kids? I think it is so important for children to see their parents, both their mothers and their fathers, be loved properly. And I think it does. It's very damaging for your kids to see. And I want to be very clear, uh, either sex, because I feel like people focus on daughters. Mm-hmm. She's like, yes, because, if, you know, she's going to get a bad man. Let me tell you, as someone who has dated men who have never seen their mother properly loved, they too need to see their mamas be properly loved. Yes. I would highly recommend it. Yeah. They same thing with their fathers though. Mm-hmm. They need to see their fathers also being properly loved. They need to see like, oh okay, my father was in a relationship and that person genuinely loved them. But guess what? He also genuinely loved them and respected them. Because you can't go out here being disrespectful in your relationships and then think your children gonna grow up and just automatically be respectful in relationships and you have never showed them that. They I have always said that it's like, what are you teaching your child about love? They're learning from you, so it matters. But yes, after that, you leave. You leave, <laughs> and then you do the moving on. So it's right. so hard. What moving on does look like. 
setting boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries. So if it if you don't have any kids, a clean cut. Yeah. A clean cut. You don't need anything from over there. They don't need anything from where you are. Except the fact that there's gonna be some loss in that. And then after it takes some time. Mm-hmm. And it's I feel like it's so hard for people to do because it's like, I'm fine. Are you fine? <laughs> really? It's okay to not be okay for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have really been hurt by that. Mm-hmm. That is okay. Take that time. Heal. Because yeah. the last thing you want is to take that into, you know, whatever, whatever is next, whether that's relationship or some other phase of life, you know, you never know, but you don't want to be dragging that into that. So take the time that you need to heal, to explore, even, if, you know, even if that means looking back, okay, what, what did, did I, was me, was uh-huh. heal. Oh. So we hope you guys got something from this. Kind of like we announced on the Instagram, Mika stepped away from She-Wolf to handle some personal things, but she will guest appear from time to time. Still a huge supporter and we are really happy for her for all the new adventures that she is taking on. Now, going forth, our new episodes will premiere on Sunday morning. You will have a new episode weekly. As always, you can reach out to us on Instagram at SheWolfAlchemy or you can hit us up at SheWolfAlchemyPodcast at gmail.com. Like always, guys, we hope you enjoyed the episode and you have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye.